Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Mortcast, brought to you by Blake Street Tra Tavern, the Big House on Blake, and DraftKings Sportsbook, your official sports betting partner of the NFL. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Now it's the time to go down and get yourself some of that uh, Red Zinfandel that has been finished in whiskey barrels. Um, I've been talking about this for the last couple weeks. It is really good. There's only 300 bottles available. Uh, go get yourself some of that now. Go to bfwdenver.com to pick it up, or you can go down to the dairy block location uh, and get it for yourself. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, higher alcohol content in that. So uh, if you're like me and you're recording a one of your interview podcasts that you do on the Gen X show um, and you say, for instance, have probably one more glass than you should, um, it will pack a punch. So keep that in mind. But they also got that 2017 Cabernet. They got that uh, Blake Street blend, all three of which of these varietals are excellent. But they got white, they got you know, blends, they've got, uh, you know, Rieslings, you know, partnerships with Western Slope wineries, everything you need in one location. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee, a beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com, and they're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network and the Mile High Sports Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, um, I told you, and, and I think I, I, I'm, I'm catching myself getting into lecture territory here because I'm trying to get people to, you know, understand that the nuggets are in survival mode. This is not about wins and losses. This is about survival. And what do I mean by that? Well, as soon as Michael Porter Jr. had surgery and was going to be out for an indefinite period, we don't know when he's coming back. I'm going to assume it's not for the rest of the season. Uh, but as soon as that was made clear, um, the Nuggets are missing two legs of their three-legged monster. And as much as we would like to discount the impact of Michael Porter Jr., it was clear from the very beginning, uh, since he uh, apparently... In, uh, hurt himself at the end of the preseason. Um, a not right Michael Porter Jr. affects this team, and a not there Michael Porter Jr. affects this team. We can't deny this, um, and I think that part is something that is once once Mike went out in Game Nine, this year became about just surviving, and. It is okay if the Nuggets take a step back this year because you are not, quote-unquote, wasting Nikola Jokic's prime. And here's what I mean by that. Nikola Jokic is not a, he's not a guy whose athleticism is going to fail because he's not athletic. All right? 
his game does not rely on the the stereotypical athletic things that 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 people point to. Um, Nikola Jokic is very much a I wouldn't say from the neck up basketball player, but he's he's big and being big is a skill. Uh, being big and knowing your body is a skill. Um, a lot, that's why it takes a lot of big men a long time to get acclimated to the NBA because coming out of college, they're not used to their bodies. You know, I, it, it's a weird thing to say, being, being you know, you you're only have the body you have. But a lot of times, these players are coming off of... Um, they're not um, in positions to where they can know the extent of what their body can do. Uh, Nikola Jokic came in almost as a finished product. Um, and even he had to know his body in the sense that he knew that he has to keep the weight off uh, because he can accumulate that weight pretty quickly and it would make him sluggish. But even though he's still great, well, kind of like Luka Doncic, he, Luka Doncic is still great even though he comes into the league pretty overweight sometimes. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, Jokic isn't the guy who's going to diminish uh, at the rate that other players will. Um, so when, pe- when I hear people talking about Nic- wasting Nikola Jokic's prime, I don't think that's, that's, that's accurate. He's going to be very good, very consistent for a very long time. Um, that, and having a superstar like that is almost, uh, it's, it's like having Tim Duncan, basically. As long as you have Nikola Jokic, you're going to be relevant. But in the grand scheme of things, the Denver Nuggets themselves need to not sweat, sweat this year. Um, as much as we are all competitive people and we would like to see the Nuggets ten, uh, take another step forward in their pursuit of winning a championship, this year ain't that year, folks. Um, Unless a bunch of things come together, um, it's just, I don't think it is in the cards for the Nuggets to be at that level this year. It sucks, but you know what? It's not a bad thing. Um, sometimes you need these steps forwards and steps backs to, back, steps, backs, oh jeez, steps forward and step back to understand where you are as a team. And, and appreciate the parts that are gone. And I think the Nuggets, maybe not Michael Malone, I'll get to that in the second half of the podcast, but the Nuggets, I think in general, are appreciating Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. more than they did before. Um, and I don't know if the fans have caught up to that yet. I mean, I think they appreciated Jamal, but I think the Michael Porter Jr. thing was not appreciated until you see that his intrinsic spacing that he gives this team is 100% invaluable, but even if he's missing shots, right? But don't worry about the Nuggets uh, not achieving that championship bent this year because when you go through the amount of injuries that they have gone through this year, I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your hat and say, it is what it is. And I think that people are angsty, and a lot of that has to do with the coach. Uh, but I'll, like I said, I'll get to that in the second half of the podcast. But as of right now, I mean, like the Nuggets are one game under five hundred in a, a Western Conference that has a bunch of teams right in the same area. The Nuggets are eighth right now, and they could easily go up to fourth here. In, by the end of this road trip where they play tonight, they play New Orleans. 
And then they go to San Antonio to play the Spurs twice. Uh, they're going to be finishing off this road trip, um, all seven games of this massive, massive road trip that they have been on, covering a lot of miles. And, you know, face the facts that they may run out of gas by the end of this thing. Right? It, it's not beyond the realm of conceivability that that's going to happen. It looked like that in Chicago. Um, it looked like they were already gassed in Chicago. And I say already, like, look, they'd gone from Miami to Orlando to New York to Chicago by that point. And now they're all the way down in New Orleans. This is a massive, massive road trip that has taken them all over the country. So obviously... It's this is different. This is a this is a survival trip. But you know what? Their their survival part of this month is not over. The Nuggets are going to come home for I think one or two games, then they're right out in the road again. Um, this month was the worst by far. December was by far the worst month on this schedule for the Nuggets. But as I said in the last podcast, once they get to January, things get a lot easier. And the whole the whole point of getting to January is I think people are just underestimating how big it, it is to just get to that part of your schedule. And what a mental relief that is going to be for your Nuggets. An absolutely big mental relief to not have to deal with this awful stretch of basketball where they've played three games and they're going through it four games in six nights stretch right now you know it's <laughs> it is what it is folks and uh but the nuggets will be clear of this part and the good thing is they've already run two games on this on this road trip it's they're two and two right now and they need to hold serve so they need to at least get a, either uh one game above or one game below 500 on this trip and the f- good thing is they're playing the the Pelicans and the Spurs right now, to where the least at the very least the the playing field is 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 not as is not a big desperate playing field here, but it is you know it's tough, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets end uh, come back to Denver a couple games under five hundred, but that is an okay result considering they are just on a seven game road trip with a bunch of people in COVID protocols. And, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. and uh, P.J. Dozier and Jamal Murray out. That's not a terrible result. Little goals, as I said before, little goals. All right. Uh, I'm going to, before I get to the rest of this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook. You're the official sports betting partner and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to, to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Those are very popular. As I said, my, my, uh, my friend Pat really, really loves doing that. It's a great way to make your money stretch farther and go work for you better. Uh, I highly su- suggest checking that out. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code MHS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, folks, um, the Michael Malone conundrum is, is simply this. At what point will he himself relax? And I know that's kind of a weird, nebulous statement, but let me just, just stay with me here. Um, at the last podcast, I said that um, after the Orlando game, it looked like like uh, that uh, he relaxed um, and the team came into New York and uh, played well. Here's the problem. Um, Yoke, uh, the end of uh, the end of the game against the Bulls, a very lethargic Nuggets team came in there. They're on a massive road trip. And it, it, it was looking at that point like the Nuggets, the mileage was starting to catch up with them. This is the middle of the road trip, and that generally tends to be, it's the middle and the very end of a road trip that tends to catch up with a, a team that's on a really long road trip. You know, this is the, the rodeo road trip for uh, Houston or the Grammys road trip for the Lakers. They will, you know... These are, the, these are things that they go through all the time. The Nuggets don't always have a seven-game road trip in a season. But the Nuggets, you could just kind of tell, and, and Malone lost his shit again. And my biggest complaint with, with Michael Malone will always be that his my, in his mind, every game is important. And in the player's mind, that's never going to be the case. And that is always going to be in conflict. Um... In the grand scheme of things, folks, the Nuggets losing a game to the Chicago Bulls on the road in the middle of a seven-game road trip is not a big deal. Um, Non-conference games are not as important. Accumulating wins is not as important. So in the at the very least, uh, the team probably knows that it's not a scheduled loss, but this is not going to factor into things later down the road. What will factor into it is conference losses, which is why the games coming up against the the Pelicans and the uh, Spurs are bigger. But Malone tends to affect this team negatively when when he loses his shit. And I think there's a disconnect between the way the players know that they have to kind of go through a year. Now, look, effort is a thing. Uh, it, I've said all. I've said for years that effort is a coach's bromide. It's an extremely lazy coach's bromide when they have no other thing to say, right? And effort is not an easily quantifiable thing. But I will say that the Nuggets looked extremely, extremely lethargic against the Bulls, and were in the game until Jamichael Green. Um, decided to flagrant foul and three pointers were hit and the six point play completely altered the altered the scope of that game. Um, 
but Malone just can't understand it because he looks at things in one way. Why don't you look at things like I do? Why aren't you as urgent about everything as I am? Why aren't you on the edge of the knife always like I am? And players, particularly since they have to play these games, are not going to be like that, particularly veterans who, like Jeff Green, uh, now Nikola Jokic, um, players like that, they're not gonna, they're not gonna look at the game the same way a coach who's always riding the emotional wave will. And it's like, you can draw this line every time Malone relaxes, this team plays better because they relax. And a team that is just kind of trying to navigate the ups and downs of a very long 82 game season, um, they will start to tune you out if you start getting too aggressive. Um, and I think Malone has never fully grasped that because he doesn't understand why they don't look at everything the same way he does. And then he relaxes, and they go through a winning streak, and they lose a game, and he's okay, and then they lose a couple more, and he starts freaking out, and you know this team gets tense, and they go through a bad period. And then he understands he needs to relax again, and it kind of goes like that. I mean, that's not why they win or lose, but there's an emotional life edge that you need to navigate here. And if I, if I'm not a counselor, and I nor am I uh, someone who should be counseling anyone, but if I was going to give advice to someone like Michael Milan, I'd just say, look, this season there's a lot of things that you cannot control that are happening. There's a lot of things fans can't control, and, then, and fans tend to ride Malone's emotions more than they do the players because he's the one who talks the most so all they see is 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 the coach who's losing his shit all the time and they feel like well the the sky's falling well when in reality the nuggets are an 11 and 12 team and the sky is not falling despite all their injuries but it's hard to look at it that way and i would tell malone just to understand where he's at despite the injuries. You know, as I said in the last podcast, little goals are fantastic. Little goals are, are something that gets you through a long season. And, and Malone struggles with the little part. He can't compartmentalize. Everything is something that leads to a hole with, with Michael Malone. And once he relaxes, and once he understands that, man, I can't control absolutely everything about this, he'll begin to just kind of breathe. And that's what he needs right now, is to not assume that the sky is falling every time you lose and understand the survival of this team depends on just being steady, allowing the pulse of Nikola Jokic to take you. You know, I said on on Twitter during the the Bulls game that Jokic's uh, triple-double was the most lethargic triple-double I've ever seen. He 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 had he lethargied his way to uh, a triple double. You know that's how good he is. It's hard to look at the positives sometimes, but the, you know this just the guy half-assed his way to it. I mean, not gonna half-ass it, but uh, let's let's face it, folks. That wasn't uh, the best triple double we've ever seen from Nikola Jokic, and he still was great enough to where it was. You know, it was good. And I think we all need to just kind of step back, understand that this is survival month. This is the chief survival month. And the more the team just relaxes and there's things that are beyond their control, and they're getting Bones Highland and, you know, 
bowl bowl back, but they never play bowl anyway. So, but they're getting bones back tonight. You know, they're going to get a little bump of energy from bones coming back. So just, just, just chill. And once the chilling begins, they'll relax, understand where they're at right now and just coast through the rest of the road trip and wait till they get home and understand that in January, things are going to get better. And once they get there, maybe they can look at the other side of that and think, okay, we've made it. Now we can put the pedal to the metal and make hay while the sun shines. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye.